Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Thanks for always for listening. Andy, what did we like today? Well, it's a new England kits out, so we got a bit of a style guru on to yeah. evaluate them. That was good. Theo Delaney talking about the Big Spurs fan, talking about the documentary everybody seems to be watching, All yeah. or Nothing. Uh, our bits, clips of the month, and you had an interesting quiz for me. I too. I, yeah, don't ask me and another quiz for him. So, uh, oh yeah, here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And you pronounce it Donny van der Beek, which is good because... Donny von der Beek. 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 No one's going down that road. Well, I like it. He's got his own uh, cake-making show on Dutch TV. (laughs) sure, he has. Von der Beek off, of course it is. Uh, Now, uh, I I watched the Chelsea pre-season friendly at Mm. uh, Brighton on Saturday. Yeah. And... The result of the game is irrelevant, but what was good was, was the crowd, and it was really noticeable how even 2,500 people react in a way that fake crowds never could in a million years. Yeah. That sort of ironic cheer, the sort of encouragement, the, the near miss, everything about it, the timing of it, you really, it makes you realise that fake crowd is just a waste of time. And yeah. You, you well, I mean, to... it, they had no choice. I mean, it was... They well, were I making preferred the, it without. They were making the best of a bad lot, weren't they, really? You've got to cut them some slack from that point. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Um, now, there's, I've got the normal planning news. You may even have the same... Oh, I've got planning, planning news. news. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you do your planning news, because I've got a new genre. <laughs> Which, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll do it later. I don't, I don't want to go straight it. in with planning. Was your planning use Harry Redknapp? Uh, no, it wasn't. Oh, it okay. was uh, Gary Neville. Oh, right, OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, we'll come back to that, surely. OK, but this I've got a new one. It's, it's a fantastic... I'm calling it Next Door Planning News. Oh, OK. And this is Wayne Rooney... We're going to have to get a jingle for that, <laughs> we? Can we get no. Steve to say Next Door Planning News? I mean, you know, we push but the base. It's, it's a ridiculous. proper answer, for God's sake. Wayne Rooney could soon get a wool earned night's sleep, thanks. A wool earned? Uh, yeah, by counting sheep. I don't oh, want to okay. take any notes. That's a load of old rubbish. As his neighbours want permission to keep a flock of a 1,000 genetically modified lambs. <laughs> Bring how Farms next door to the ex-England footballers' 20 million yeah. Cheshire match and have revealed plans for two sheds. So we're now looking at people who live next door, famous people. They're planning news. Yeah, well, that's God, good. It must be quiet, mustn't it? Well, it will have a knock-on effect. 
Ridiculous, honestly. Non-sporting, sporting, non-sporting story of the day has got to be Kirsty Gallagher, of course, formerly of Sky News. Mm. Uh, I'm sure will be involved in Soccer Aid or whatever once again. Yeah. Um, she was photographed walking down the street. Um, and lucky. not only walking down the street, but as she lifted up her feet, as you often do when you're walking down the street, yeah. somebody managed to take a picture of the bottom of her shoes and found that the price tag was still on there. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. What is wrong with So the people? poor woman goes out for a stroll. Now the old world knows that her shoes cost 44 quid. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's great, isn't it? Who cares? Who did she know when she went out that day? I mean, she uh, probably should have removed the label, but... Well, know. she should have done. I mean, if, 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 you're a man who wears a lot of new clothes. Have you ever gone out with a label on? Yeah. Oh, uh, clear, clearly, oh, yeah. yeah. And has, oh, yeah. Has anybody ever said to you? No, I think you know to yourself. You've got the label on. Or you feel it. it looks like... When you do that, it looks like you're going to take it back. You're, like, <laughs> you're only wearing it for the... But I don't think you can do that with the shoes. Well, if you've got unlikely. any Kirsty Gallagher-like tales of going mm. somewhere special still with the <laughs> label on, uh, do let us know. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Some of those names that uh, Fletch was just reading out there, and Tottenham's likely... Opponents, if they beat Plovdiv, oh, amazing. Beat, talk about not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's not great. I've watched all uh, all three of all or nothing, and we'll chat to Theo mm. Delaney a little bit later on, get a bit of distance on it. But he was, I, I, you can't. There's no jeopardy. Obviously, you've got Jose saying, "Boys, we were 12 points off the Champions League places. Now we're just three. I'm thinking, no, I know what happens here. Yeah, you know, I, I, I know what's going to happen. It's quite interesting though the yeah. way he used that and the way he um, was just speaking to Liam, one of our bosses here, and his Spurs fan. He was saying to me, you know. That it's really noticeable they used the Chelsea thing to really oh, yeah. was something in that you know didn't work though did it no, well <laughs> look you know the thing was they look you have to say if they hadn't lost Harry Kane in that point yeah. given the way they played after lockdown I know the football's a bit dry it's not fantastic but you know the the fact of the matter is that if you count the number of points that Jose's Tottenham accumulated since he got there they would have been top four and you know and he yeah. started in a very disinvent advantageous position. He did, he did. So, uh, my favourite thing in that is that funny little ball bloke that comes in and goes, three points away! Three points away! And then he said, this is the mentality! This is, I don't know who he is, that little fella, but he's... He's, he's, he's Jose's hype man. Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> he goes in first. Because that's he's, the guy with the glasses who's like, worked with him, since, known him since he was about 14. Oh, right, they okay. Was, I think you see yeah. that in the, four, in I, the third show, it, yeah. It's fascinating to see the... I mean, people have... I've read a lot of the reviews and people have been complaining about the fact that it's, you know, it's a bit sanitised and it's a bit, you know, you only get what Spurs want you to see. But I don't know what people expect. What would you expect to see in a documentary sanctioned by a football club? Hmm. They're not going to do that, are they? So you, what you have to enjoy is is the glimpses behind the scenes. Well, I've seen I've, I've seen more of Daniel Levy in these three parts, and I think I've seen in yeah. all the years. So he's you been get at the, the club. idea of what he, what he it's a bit is. Like Kate Moss, I don't think I'd ever heard his voice. <laughs> no, I, so I, I was agree. a bit of a shock. And I think you know he gets so much criticism, Daniel Levy. But if you think about what when you look at Spurs ground, when you look at their training ground, you know he has achieved a lot. I know yeah. he. I think he made a mistake. I think most Spurs fans think he made a mistake not backing Poch. You know, if they bought Bruno Fernandez instead of United, I think Poch would still be there, and I think Spurs would still be challenging. Yeah. So you know, and I'm, I think they will challenge next season. But I, I just. I can't believe how much criticism there of the fact that it's not warts and all. I think, well, you know, it, it's semi-war. For example, the the thing when he tears Ori off a string, you know, when he says, I'm really worried about you. Yeah. You're well, going mean, to give away a The great thing is... But it's right, isn't it? It's exactly what we all say <laughs> yes. every game. There was a few instances in the programme where 
it's great to hear the manager and even the chairman saying the things that you're thinking as a fan. I know, you know I, you're not I, a million miles well, yeah. the, uh, if you But Aurier seems like a nice guy. I mean, that's yeah. the other thing, you know. The, I mean, the fans love to sort of slag him off and everything because he does make some terrible rickets. But actually, as a bloke, when you saw him go to that school, yeah. and everything, you realise, and he talks about it. his upbringing and everything. So it humanises them, I If think. you've not watched it yet, let me, let me give you a word of advice. Um... Put the subtitles on because quite a lot of it is sort of murmured in training between Joe's and his coaches, yeah. and some of it is in Portuguese. And there's some fairly important stuff that oh, gets yeah, the, said. The chat with Di, I didn't realise this. That was my one black mark against it. He comes to the chat with said, "We're going to find out about why uh, Eric Poch didn't put Eric Dyer in the team." So I thought that's going to be really insightful. And basically, it was in Portuguese. I was going, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Just stick the uh, subtitles on. Yeah. Very easy. Yeah, but but I think, uh, it's worth yeah. watching the whole thing like that. So, um, I see, yeah, people have done a, uh, a Kirsty mm. Gallagher. Uh, this comes from Paul, uh, the Palace fan. I went to Ascot feeling a million dollars in a new suit, and I didn't leave the label on, but the shop had left a security tag on the backside of the <laughs> no, trousers. that's very oh, bad. That would have been bad <laughs> setting. And they're hard to get off. <laughs> yeah, we went to the States. My missus brought something back from the States, I think, uh, with that on. We had to hacksaw it off so she oh, could yeah. wear it. Otherwise, every time she went in the shop it would have gone off or <laughs> you have to have the right tool yeah. for getting rid of it I went to a christening wearing a new shirt but all day mm. it felt uncomfortable when I got home I realised I still had the cardboard around the collar oh. <laughs> classy yeah. well done Paul in <laughs> Whitney the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport we got Don't Ask Me at uh, mm. 4 o'clock oh, yeah. before that Andy mm. I've prepared a bit of a quiz for you oh, okay. uh, yeah. I, think, I think you'll enjoy I hope you'll enjoy it yeah, um, we'll like do that quiz. It's, it's quite topical we'll, okay. uh, we'll do yeah. that a little bit later on oh. in the show and Clips of the Month uh, for August coming up shortly we'll bring you the best six but in the meantime Andy anything else you want to talk about I was fascinated by the Matt Doherty deal to Spurs I think it's a very yeah. very good deal for Tottenham a player I, I like a lot mm. but the role of Jorge Mendes the uh, super agent yeah it's incredible really he seems to have a, a <laughs> finger in many of the pies well, of course in yes, that particular no deal. conflict of interest at all whatsoever <laughs> well, no there isn't but it's brilliant yeah. really. he represents Doherty Doherty, rather. Doherty. Do- Doherty. It's Doherty. Is it? No, yeah, it's Doherty. Oh, we Doherty. spoke to Ken, he told us how to pronounce okay. it. Yeah. Uh, Nuno Espirito Santo, is that all right? Is that yeah, well, I, I, okay? well I, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I didn't ask Ken Doherty about how to pronounce Nuno Espirito Santo. Jose, not Jose Mourinho, as yeah. he wanted to point out. He doesn't out. like that, does he? He doesn't like, uh, I'm not Jose, I'm sure. Oh, he's also advisor to the Wolves Chinese owners, so yeah. fair enough there. Works out quite well. Well, it does. Oh, another 10. Oh, not another. Another 10%. It must be fantastic. Amazon have developed a system, have you seen this, to Mm. allow people to view images on their hands. Pardon? No. Really? Yeah, it's a chip that will be implanted... And uh, hold on, here they not having a chip yeah. implant. I mean, I don't mind well, spending. A, granted, a patent seven ninety nine for, <laughs> for Amazon Prime. I'm not having a chip implanted. Yeah. Uh, allows people to view virtual computer images on their hand. They're displayed via augmented reality glasses. Seriously, why says the producer? I don't know. Would you, Andy? Would I you, tried it, but my fingers have been hacked. Would you? Would you? They get you by the scruff of the neck like the dog. He doesn't feel it. He can't feel a thing. He won't even feel it going in. I bet you do. Yeah, I bet the dog's well, going. Well, I'm not sure oh, yeah, about the chip. I might have got the chip bit wrong there. I think it's just the glasses. Okay. Adam <laughs> <laughs> wants a chip implanted. We'd never get lost there either. Somewhere else. We'll find out. Oh no, that was getting home. That was Elon Musk's pig. I'm getting confused. <laughs> 
Hang on. You've got... So there's no chip being implanted by... No, him. no. Can we just point out... If, there's uh, no chip being implanted. Jeff's listening. Jeff, if you're listening... this If you're listening, there's no chip. There's no chip being... <laughs> that's, that was Elon Musk's pig. What a band they were. Remember them on the whistle test? <laughs> they were very good, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're a piece of work. I know, are. I am. Yeah. And uh, I like the fact that Formula One now is so dull. Even Lewis Hamilton is saying, oh, you just watch the highlights. I started watching it. It's so pointless, isn't it? I mean, we've had this before in Formula One with Schumacher when he dominated so, yeah. so for so long, but it doesn't do the sport any favours. I mean, even Bottas isn't good enough to challenge him, so it's, it's not great, is it, really? And after years of Nigel saying, we've got to get more people fishing, yeah. it's finally happening. Yeah. Rod licences are up by 114%, which is mm. incredible. Yeah. I think you did a bit on the show yesterday, John was telling me. 100,000 more people fishing in the UK yeah. than previously. A lot of it is down to um, gone yeah. fishing with uh, Bob yes. Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse. Even kind of re-evaluation of, of what counts in life. You know, well, he, was not, he was on the River Lee. Uh, oh, yeah, Paul, I thought of you Paul's that. Paul's old yeah. Uh, yeah. Sort of stumping ground for fishing. And uh, we've talked, when he's been on before, mm. I said he used to go down Pickett's Lot with my neighbours. It's quite Gudgeon and Dace and Breeds. I'm tempted. I'm, I'm co- I could be going back. Yeah. And I see even Charlie Baker. Did you see that? He's uh, on Instagram. He's, he's just caught a perch. Oh, he's, so gone, he's got into it. He's as gone well. back to it. He's yeah. do his own spin off show. Why Fantastic. not? Yeah. Uh, it was good that the cricket was back on the BBC, but to be honest, after about five minutes, I, still, I turned over and started watching Sky. Oh, did you really? I did because okay. I, I like. I mean, I like Bombay. I've got used to it now, and so right. really for me, because I've watched highlights, it was only the same team. And then after they mentioned the stat game about fifteen times, I thought I've had enough of this. Oh, okay, well, so, yeah, um, so I watched it a man who bangs on a lot about getting sport back on terrestrial well, TV. Well, I was glad <laughs> showing your support. I was I'm glad joking. it was on. I, didn't yeah, I just say. chose not to watch it. <laughs> and after Epsom. Ascot, Goodwood and York. Yeah. The old racing tips to Alex Gorius finally changed his Cheltenham advert today. Oh, good. Even yesterday he was still saying, I've had a great Cheltenham. You think, you've had all these meetings since then. What are you talking about? You're Vince? only as finally. good as your last winner. Well, if your last winner was at Cheltenham, <laughs> yeah, you're not, wasn't, you're not having a lot of fun, are you, really? <laughs> anyway, let's bring you the clips of the okay. month now for August. So we've got six clips for you. Almost immediately, all these six will be available to vote on at, at TSHNJ, T-S-H-A-N-D-J on Twitter. There'll be two semi-finals and we'll work it down. Then you'll have a final. You can vote for your favourite. The one that gets the most votes at the end will be played once more at four o'clock just before um, Andy Goldstein takes over uh, this afternoon with Drive uh, with Jamie O'Hara. So uh, we kick off with an odd moment on Extra Time as Martin Kellner previewed the FA Cup final with a guest. I haven't checked the odds. I don't know who's favourite. Probably just Chelsea, I would imagine. But this is as, as close with two good young coaches as I think you're going to get. I'm, I'm with a no crowd there. Just be going to work. So it's obviously it's it's. Oh. <laughs> Martin seemed to give up at that point, didn't he, really? It was all too much for him. Anyway, we should ask him what happened there. We'll ask him when he's back on Friday. (laughs) Here's Stuart Pearce during FC Copenhagen versus Manchester United. And the midfield for for Copenhagen playing quite narrow, trying to nelligate the, uh, if that's a word. Not sure it is, June. Definitely isn't. Don't think nelligate. That was was the the sort of elephant-based scandal, wasn't it, nelligate? I think, (laughs) if you remember. Of course it was, yeah. Uh, James Lua now with Mm. news at the cricket. 
England should be about to resume again in the second test against Pakistan. The ever-reliable TalkSport cricket editor John Norman is watching for us in Southampton. Much more than reliable that British weather because it's causing a bit of a delay to proceedings, John. <laughs> Not that reliable, then, no, clearly. really. I'd like to think that John did that deliberately to stitch <laughs> James a big build-up, yeah. <laughs> Uh, here's a great recovery by Tony Cascarino on the weekend sports breakfast, talking to betting expert Nicola McGeady. You know I love a next manager market, but yeah, unfortunately <laughs> we didn't get the chance to speculate. You didn't love sucking uh, sucking people, didn't you? <laughs> good, re- yeah. good recovery there, Cass. Uh, this is uh, co-commentator David Connolly with Mark Saggers, seemingly desperate to get a word in. PSG are in the final. Leon looking to get in the final as well. So you never know. Maybe that has benefited those has, teams and has it affected the Premier League? Well, you know, because you've got to remember, they, they had a brutal end to the season. Yes. The volume, the, the amount of games, well, the real high-intensity games, which, you know, by the all, didn't. All of that, of course. <laughs> but at some point, he's going, it's not like a dog, he's barking. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait for him to finish his point. Yes. And finally, here's Paul Ross introducing a guest that we suspect might have been our old mate, Omid Jalili, winding him up. Nilakanta Banu Prakash has won India's first ever gold in the Mental Calculation World Championships. And I'm delighted to say Nilakanta joins us now live. Nilakanta, what did you actually have to do in the competition? Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely on mid. Definitely on mid, blinding him up. So Brilliant. there we are. What did you like? Was it uh, Martin Kelly giving up? Was it Stuart Pierce navigating? Was it James Lure and the ever-reliable John Norman who wasn't there? Was it Cass and his great recovery with Nicola McGeady? Was it Sags trying to get a word in edgeways with David Conley? Or was it Omid winding up? I'm, I'm voting Paul, for Omid. Oh, well, it's just, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a public vote. We can't mess no. with it. So head off to at TSHNJ, T-S-H-A-N-D-J on Twitter. So we'll have the two semi-finals up very shortly. Go and vote for your favourite. We'll give you an update later on. And we'll play the winner just before four o'clock. As promised, we've got, apart from Don't Ask Me, I've got another little topical quiz for Andy to get stuck into uh, a little bit later on. And uh, shortly we'll be talking about the new England kit and indeed some of the new kits that have been launched today because England aren't the only uh, nation that have launched new kits uh, this afternoon. Mm, that's in, true. Uh, pl- do you want some planning news? Well, we've got time for planning well, I, news. I've got a story that actually oh, yeah. relates to that last clip because uh, the chap there, I won't try and pronounce his name, won the world mental, uh, what was it, mental challenge or something anyway this listen to this yeah. nothing, it's nothing compared to this bloke Sankavi Rathan 11 solved a world record 30 Rubik's Cube puzzles yeah. while hula hooping at the same time oh that's good I wonder if he's in that <laughs> Martin Keller was telling us about that documentary which is on Sky Documentaries on that very subject the Rubik's Cubers so I wonder oh, if it really? came from that oh, it might have probably emerged yeah. from that do you want planning news planning news quick bit of planning news planning news uh, well, yeah, of course, when they're, not, the drill, when they're not raiding <laughs> social media, many journalists these days just turn to planning applications mm. to see what they can turn up from well, yeah, the world next of... next door planning news earlier yeah. in the show. So. sport or entertainment. Uh, Sky football pundit Gary Neville has slashed the price of a plot of land where he planned to build a futuristic eco-house. You may recall this, of course. Mm. People got very upset because they said it looked like the house from the Teletubbies and he had all sorts of uh, issues uh, with uh, local residents. But uh, it, it never quite happened. So the land is up for grabs. Once again, if you want to build something a touch more traditional in the area, mm. then uh, that could be... It's, uh, where is it? It's in Harwood, 
in uh, Bolton, where he planned to build the old Teletubby bunker. But uh, it's not to be. So if you fancy a bit of land off of Gary Neville, you might throw in a couple of tickets for Old Trafford. <laughs> then go and check that out. That was planning news. More planning news, I'm sure, uh, over the next uh, couple of days. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. Now, as you're probably aware, England have launched a new kit today, which no doubt we'll, we'll sort of see uh, at the weekend in these two Nations Cup games. And uh, I think it's divided opinion, uh, it's fair to say. Uh, most people sort of seem generally on board. Stan Collymore is a big England fan. Yeah, he's Stan doesn't a, like it. He doesn't Stan, like it at all. Our mate Stan Collymore says, not a fan of the New England home and away shirts. Home is 95 centre badge, 98 edging, and 2,000 neck done without any imagination. <laughs> well, Away shirt is a slightly funky polo, which should be in the travel range. I know what he means. It looks, I don't like I thought it was shirt. part of it their just looks like a pol- leisure wear. Right. Absolutely as they right. like leisure wear. He's give it four out of ten. Uh, Kit aficionado. Uh, podcaster and journalist uh, Ash Rose joins us now. Good afternoon, Ash. How you doing, guys? Good to speak to you. Yeah, good to talk to you. Do you, do you. I mean, do you like it a bit more than Stan does? A little bit more. I think I'm a little bit in the middle, to be honest with you, um, in terms of, I know you said that it's, it's kind of split opinion. I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. I don't mind it. I think it's quite safe, especially the home kit. Um, it's got some 90s vibes about it, which I'm always quite appreciative of. Uh, it reminds a little bit of the 98 kit. I think it's the first time the badge has been in the middle of the shirt since 1998 um, on the on the home kit. Um, I don't mind the away one. I'm all for a polo collar on an away kit. So I, I'm kind of in the middle on them. Yeah, the, I, mean, I think... Yeah, sorry, I was going to say, I think there's sort of, you know, with a company like Nike, there's a kind of economy of scale thing going on. Because if you look at Portugal's shirt, it's basically the same block, the same shirt. Yeah. But it, obviously yeah. in Portuguese colours. And I think it's rather a shame that because all the kits kind of not necessarily look alike, but feel similar style. Yeah, it's kind of my pet hate with um, some of the big companies that they template a lot of the, of the, the they'll call it a range or a look or a new a new, way, a new way of doing it. But for me, I always think every country or every club should have a bespoke kit of their own. So it's their own identity. So I'm with you. I don't like how it always happens, mainly for the, uh, the national teams, how they take some sort of asset, which at the moment is those jagged bits down the side, which you'll see on the new Tottenham kit as well, mm. made by Nike. That seems to be the thing at the moment. And I'd rather see every nation, every club be different. So, yeah, I'm with you. It's a little bit samey across the board. Um, I think the France one stands out slightly different, where they've got again for a bit of a 1998 vibe on it, um, with the red stripe all across the middle. But overall, there is a very much a tendency to, to template these kits. The the third strip, the red. I mean, it looks the very traditional England red, apart from the sort of lion, the three lines detail in, sort of embossed on it. But they've gone for a contrast collar, which is kind of red and blue. Uh, it's a broken, a broken collar of two colours, a round collar. That looks quite weird. Yeah, I think it's also going to be as a training shirt as well as a third shirt. I'm not sure why you right. need a third shirt, to be honest, as well. Oh. I, I'm not sure many international teams are going to be needing a third shirt. But, yeah, the collars mm. is a bit too fussy for me. I don't, I don't think it needed that. I've seen so many people online want that to be the away shirt because, obviously, traditionally, England, a red away shirt is probably most people's preference. I quite like the blue. My, my favourite ever England kit is the, the 1992 England third kit, which had the big three lions across the middle. I'm mm. not sure if you guys remember. I think we only wore it on a couple of occasions, but that's that's a favourite of mine. Um, so it has got kind of elements of that, so I'm a little bit par- more partial to it as well. I'm not a big fan of the, the monochrome badge. I always think the badge should be within the colours it should be, but that seems to be a modern trend. You see that a lot of the 
the new kits uh, for 2021 as well, whether the badge is incorporated to whatever colour the kit is. But for me, the badge would always stay whatever colour the badge is. Mm. Paul, Andy mentioned Portugal shit, but the Portugal home end, he looks like a Fred Perry. I mean, that's what it, I said. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they've gone. They've not. It's not even embossed. It looks like a. They've got a picture of Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo, and he's got the top button done up, and uh, it's got the contrast on the sleeve. Um, and it's, yeah, it, it just looked like a Fred Perry with a Portugal badge on it. Yeah, I actually thought it was one of their um, sort of leisure ranges before yeah. I realised it was the actual home kit. Actually, um, and I'd seen some leaks on it as well a few weeks ago, and I still didn't clock that uh, it was the actual home kit. So they really are going for this kind of leisure wear type look aren't they mm. and you mentioned the French kit and that does look quite nice doesn't it they've mm. got Kylian Mbappe modelling it and it's it's the blue that we've come to know and love with a kind of lighter blue stripe running through it with a red band as you say across the middle but again though could easily just be a part of a sort of you know a sort of leisure range and not the actual shirt itself and that is obviously the direction they're all moving in yeah, and I remember that they had this. They did this again, maybe ten years ago, where they did shirts where you could turn inside out as well, where you could wear one as football, one as leisure. They do do this every now and then. You know, kits that are equally as good to wear on the pitch and then wear down the pub. But for me, it's always about how they look on the pitch. And I think the France one, despite the fact it could also look like something you see in a local high street shop, I do like the the contrasting blues and then the big red stripe. I think that's yeah. the best of the bunch. I wonder if shirt sales will be affected, Ash, by the fact that, I mean, look, you know, not everybody who buys an England shirt does that to go to games, but I wonder if we'll see a sort of drop-off in sales because people feel that little bit more distance as fans mm, possible, from right? the game at the moment. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, definitely. It's because, you, you know, some people may only wear their shirt to the games. I know a few friends of mine that very rarely wear football shirts unless they're going to the games. So there's certainly an aspect of it might put people off um, we obviously haven't got a big launch as well. This kind of appeared on social media mm. and this morning without too much of a warning. We all knew it kind of was coming, but given the current circumstances, there wasn't a big launch for it as well. So the hurrah around it may not be as big as we've seen other England kit launches in the past. But um, I'm sure, you know, as in, you know, most of my days spent as, as editor of a kids football magazine, and I know that the readers of that will be uh, very much wanting that on their Christmas list. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, Andy, carry on. I was saying, you're a QPR fan, and I'm just looking at QPR's new kits, and your second kit looks like it matches United. It's really very similar, isn't it? Well, if you look at Nottingham Forest's kit, actually, um, it's mm. almost identical. Um, and they're two different brands as well, but I'm not sure if they uh, missed the memo on each other. It's kind of like that Spider-Man gif that goes around Twitter every now and then. It's, it, they're very similar, the red kit, but... Yeah, I'm quite happy with the... I was a big fan of the last season's QPR kit with the polo collar and addition of gold to the temp, uh, to the colour palette, which we've never had before. This one, there's a lot of white, which hasn't gone down too well um, amongst some of the fans, but there is an 80s aspect to it. So anything that brings the club near the Adidas and Guinness kits of sort of 82, 83, I think everyone is much happier for. There's a lot of throwback kits. I mean, you know, I noticed in your Twitter feed you showed the Coventry, the... New yep. Coventry kit, which it does, you know, does feel like a real throwback to the sort of Quinny era, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they've gone for that kind of it's almost paintbrush strokes, isn't it, across mm. the kit? Although they haven't gone fully kit, which they did, as you say, in the Quinny and the Robert Rosario days. It's yeah. more they've done a, a subtle nod, but it's it's the most. It seems to be on trend at the moment to hark back to a certain period, which you know I've got no problem with. I'm a big, as you know, I, um, Paul. You've been on my '90s football podcast mm. in the past. So you know that. I'm a big fan of that era, so any hark back to that, um, it's all good for me. Yeah. Uh, as you are a QPR fan, Ash, we thought we'd ask you about SA before the QPR, yeah. for, the, for the Palace fans. I mean, they've got very high hopes for him. I mean, how do you see it working for him there? 
he's a very special boy, I would say. He's a genuine talent. Um, it's always obviously a gamble to, to pick up from the championship because there's a big step up. Um, and we've seen in the past that I can always worked out. But I think he's chosen the right move. Uh, you know, he wanted to stay in London and he's got himself in, a, in London in the Premier League. He He's a player that I would say I've not seen a player glide past opponents much like Eze does. It, sometimes it often seems so effortless. Same with his shooting as well. He shoots in a way that I've kind of never seen. It's almost like he's put no power in it and just accuracy. It's it's, it's very unique. He's very talented. I think Palace need to play him in, in the right position. He's, you know, he is a traditional kind of number 10 floating around a front three, I would say. So I think he needs to be played in the right position. He's not a Zaha. He doesn't rely on, on pace. He's more about the skill and, and the touch that he's got to take past players. But I think given the right system and I think he's at the right club, I think he could be one of the surprise stars of, of the season. And your 90s football podcast, you got uh, one uh, due out shortly? Yeah, we're back. We've taken a short break over the COVID over the summer stuff. But yeah, we'll be back um, next week. Yes, we are back next week. And we're talking uh, another one of our 90s icons episode. So yeah, look out for that. Excellent. Good to talk to you, Ash. Thanks very much. Always good. Cheers, guys. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Now, uh, the um, new Spurs-related documentary on Amazon Prime, I believe the term is dropped yesterday. Three episodes this week yes. and uh, three next I'm amazed Monday. how many people, maybe it was sort of the lack of football, maybe the timing of it was very good, but around the office today... And speaking a lot of people, people have watched it. A lot it. of people have watched it. Fairly cloudy bank holiday Monday, people took yeah, advantage I mean, of that. Let's I, get... Once I watched the first episode, I couldn't not watch the second. See, well, there we are. Let's give you, let's give you a flavour uh, of uh, the story so far. Well, the team are good guys, but good guys, they never win. Play aggressive. How is the rat? Tell me, please. And believe that you can win. Courage, honesty, friendship. That's the most important thing in life and in football. 
There we are. So, uh, yeah, mm. it's very Jose heavy, as, as you've discovered. But uh, let's get the thoughts now from the Spurs Show podcast. Uh, Theo Delaney joins us. Hi, Theo. Hi, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Good. Have yeah. you watched all three? I watched all three back-to-back yesterday morning. I couldn't <laughs> stop myself. And it's compelling, isn't it? And what do you make of the criticism, though, in the papers today where people feel, you know, it's a bit sanitised and it doesn't really show everything about Poch? There's been a lot of... I just personally wonder what people expect from a documentary that's sanctioned by the club, but, you know, that's that's the sort of been the main criticism. Well, I mean, I completely agree. It has been sanitised. Obviously, they're not going to want anything getting out that is sensitive or that could affect them adversely. But at the same time, they know they're pretty cute up there at Tottenham and they also know that there's no point in making something that's completely anodyne and bland, otherwise it's a, it's, a, it's a pointless exercise. So there is enough in it to to get you gripped, I think. And there's a, there are enough things, and even some bits that are quite controversial, I thought. I mean, things like calling Deli Alley lazy and telling you know, um, Serge, that he was a liability at corners and, <laughs> and having a go at Ericsson's agent, you know, and stuff like that. So I think they've got the balance right. I mean, they can't they can't spill all the beans, that's for sure. Yeah, it's very, very noticeable in the business that they've they've already mm. done, Tottenham. I mean, Matt Doherty, a kind, of, a kind of strong, aggressive, powerful player, maybe in Joe Hart, someone who we heard in the friendly the other day, uh, still got plenty to say, even if he's not playing in a game. I think, I think he's trying to make Tottenham... A bit, a bit nastier, I sense, and you feel that in the in the program. Yeah, I mean, they they leaked that bit where he calls them all c words, yes. um, and uh, 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 you know they leaked that in advance cleverly in advance of the show, and it's something that Tottenham have always had. It's the old goes right back to the old Alex Ferguson thing, doesn't it? Tottenham, uh, you know, look lads, it's Tottenham, and supposedly a soft touch. Pochettino cured them of that, although towards the end it started to be go back to the old problem. So things like that. I mean, that speech he made where he, he says they've got to toughen up, not be nice guys and everything is a speech we've all been yeah. <laughs> making to that team for decades from the stands, haven't we? I mean, mm. it's a, a lot of the stuff, the interesting stuff from Mourinho was a lot of it was quite, none of it was that revelatory or revolutionary or unexpected. He was saying stuff that you would expect, really, I think. Mm. I thought psychologically it was brilliant with the player, especially with Deli Alley. I thought the way he threw it onto him, rather, it's just yeah. subtle things about how, you know, you can see why he's been successful in the past. What I feel when I'm watching it is, why does it always go wrong? You've got so much charm. And when you saw him go to uh, Lily White House... Talk about charming with the way he was with all the with staff. With the staff, the you know, IT and, team and everybody, you know, you, yeah. You do wonder, don't you, Theo, why, why does it go wrong with him? After three years, generally. Mm. <laughs> yeah, two or three yeah. years. Well, he's got a huge ego, of course, and he is sensitive. The funny, There were some funny bits, weren't there? There's that funny bit where he's listening to Sky Sports in the background yeah. and all the people people start doubting him and in the end he goes and turns it off and says, F off. Yes. <laughs> to himself. <laughs> I mean, because that's, I think his flaw is he's got this massive ego and he wants to be loved. And while he's being loved, and obviously he's in the honeymoon period in this in these first three episodes, he's absolutely all charm. I think what happens is once things start to go wrong, he can't bear the idea that people think he's fallible or, and that's when he starts pointing fingers and that's when these relationships unravel. That yeah. would be my theory. We're not going to see that in this show because it's all still early days. I mean, mind you, he's going to go on a bad run in the next two or three episodes, isn't he? And we'll see what happens then. But, but the thing is, as we know, all of it is being it is being airbrushed and sort of polished and varnished. So I'm sure yeah. we won't see anything too gruesome. I think I think what he's learning is that he's got to overcome uh, 
a, a mentality, a club-wide mentality. I'm a Tottenham fan, you are as well, Theo. And we both know yeah. what our mentality is. If we score after five minutes, we don't think, oh, we got this in the bag. We think, oh, it's too soon. We've annoyed them yeah. now. Especially if we score yeah. against mm-hmm. the good. There is a mentality around that club. And maybe that some of that would change with winning something, with winning a major trophy or a tournament, that you they get that swagger. You know, there are players that have that. But the club mentality is what can go wrong will go wrong. You know, Arsenal were always the team that scored with two seconds left. We were always the team that conceded. And I don't quite know how you, you change that. It's quite a difficult thing to do. And they've been the nearly men and that's not helping. It may be in them getting over the line in, in a big in a competition and winning a trophy. I used to think it didn't matter, but I'm beginning to think it might. I think so. I think, yeah, winning a trophy. They're all, all the players from the great teams that have been a good trophy winning, you know, runs in the past always say it's that first one. It's the first one that makes you believe and the first one that teaches you how you actually do it and get over the line. And, you know, the old Mourinho, the one that never failed, is the exact perfect antidote for that problem. Mm. Uh, you know, but is, the, is this Mourinho the same one? That's the question, because as we know, he's, he's been fired unceremoniously in his last two jobs and perceived as, you know... Not, yeah, but after success, well. I mean, he was fired at Chelsea, but he, he still won the league again. And he was fired yeah. at United. They still won the Europa League. And, you know, so, yeah. so you know, he finished second or something like that. I, I don't know. I've still got a lot of faith in him. I, I, I personally think he's a brilliant manager and, uh, you know... Uh, the one thing though, Daniel Levy gets so much criticism. Theo, is it fair? Is it you know he's achieved? I know the fans are unhappy that he didn't back Poch, but if you look at those that ground, that stadium yeah. is amazing. The training ground, the facilities, the pitch—it's yeah. unbelievable. As long as, as long as that then leads on to yeah. a successful team on it, I don't think anybody's going to complain. But that's that's the quantum leap they've got to make that they've never quite made. Yeah. I mean, he's quite risk-averse, you might say. But on the other hand, if you spend a billion quid on a stadium, you're taking some risks, that's for sure. But no, I think I agree with with you, Andy. I think there'll be a statue one day of Daniel Levy. If you look at the whole history of Tottenham Hotspur, right from that, I mean, who has had that amount of influence, positive influence on the club? Very few are up there at that level. Bill Nicholson's the greatest figure in Tottenham's history. But, you know, after that, Levy's built this, the best stadium in the world, the best training ground in the country. I mean, and if you actually, even on the pitch, if you look at where we were in the mid-90s, being outspent and outplayed by Middlesbrough, Aston Villa, Newcastle, Leeds, all of those, Sheffield Wednesday, and we left them for, for dead, you know, years ago under Levy. Mm. And we, you know, we were regulars in Europe and all that. So, but, but of course, we need to go up to that next level. And that will involve perhaps him being a little less... Uh, cautious financially in the transfer market. That always seems to be the last missing piece, doesn't it? So you, at that stage, we're going to be getting up at one minute past midnight or staying up and watching the first three <laughs> episodes next Monday. Are you hooked now, are you? I think I probably won't do it in the middle of the night, but I reckon <laughs> I, you, I will be... I'll have my cornflakes in front of uh, episode four. That's for sure, yeah. I mean, one day we will find out exactly what went wrong with Poch. Well, I mean, the criticism that you don't really hear... You know, that he has been airbrushed out of it a little bit. I mean, yeah. you still got well, enough I, of him, I, but... I thought the body language mm-hmm. in those couple of scenes, mm-hmm. they showed that slightly eggy chat about a cashmere game. jumper. Mm-hmm. And at the NFL game, it looks like uh, Poch's missus is looking daggers at him. Mm-hmm. And they all seem to know the way that the the, the wind was blowing at that point. Yeah. I don't know what you thought, Theo. Well, I, I've always thought that the thing about Premier League managers is they don't resign because they resign. They walk away from, you know, 
millions and millions and millions of pounds. Yeah. So if a Premier League manager wants to walk away from a job, he has to get fired. And I think, to be fair, I think the chairman know that. Someone like Levy's, he's no fool. He knows that's the case as well. So once uh, Levy and him have decided they can't work together anymore for whatever reason, it's just been going on too long, he's not spending enough money, etc. then they need to wait. At what moment are they going to go and who's going to get what money? That's how it works. Sure. So Poch's body language was... He'd lost his mojo. He didn't look he had, like he had the same energy and enthusiasm. Levy thinks, right, he obviously wants to go, but he's not going to walk. At some point, I've got to get rid of him. So I've got to work out how much it's going to cost me. And more importantly, I've got to get someone in mm. who's going to come in and, and be a good replacement and look good to the outside world so that we don't look bad when he walks. And that's yeah. what Levy did. I, and in those situations, I always think people always want to blame someone. People want to blame Potter. They want to blame Levy. It's just the way it is. That's the way these relationships end. You know, I yeah. don't blame anyone, really. It's just how it has to happen. Good to talk to you, Theo. Thanks, Thanks very much. Interesting. Pleasure. Theo Delaney had three years on his contract. And then I know. You, you have to say, getting Jose in was a coup as well. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's interesting mm. stuff. The first three are available on Amazon Prime and, of course, more. Uh, another three released next Monday in the Spurs Show podcast. Normally out every Tuesday if you're a Spurs fan. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. Now, did you know today is FA Cup um, qualifying day, sort of extra qualifying, the very, very early stages, no, the earliest of early stages no. of the FA Cup gets underway tonight. And there's a huge amount of games uh, being played this evening. So the road to Wembley starts tonight. The road tonight. to Wembley starts tonight, yeah, okay. for, for a lot of sides. And looking through the list, it struck me, Andy, just how hmm. many of them sound like they've been... There are fictional names that you've probably right, seen so you in comics. To, you want me to say which I'm going to ask you to sort okay. out the fact from fiction. I'm going to read you ten names of football teams. Play along at home, boys and girls, yeah, just okay. for a bit of fun. I like the idea of this. Yeah. So I'm going to give you the names. You've got to tell me whether you think they're real names or they're fictional football team names. Now, I've not made them up, but they're out there in the ether. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. All right, then. Well, we'll kick off. Are they playing in the FA Cup tonight or not? And the first one is Quorn. Q-U-O-R-N. <laughs> Quorn. That's a meat substitute. Unless they've got a works team, I'd say no. You're saying that's then that's that's. I'd say it's fact or fiction. You're going to go fiction. You're okay. You're saying I'm saying Quorn don't exist. Okay, as well, a football I, team. I don't think you're quite got. Fact means they're a real team. You think it's a fictional team? You think I've made that up? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. Uh, no fact. Quorn oh, uh, right. is in Leicestershire. It's a place. Oh, right. Is that where they make corn? Well, I, I, I don't know. I suppose I should. I'm guessing. <laughs> it could be a hell of a coincidence. But corn, uh, Andy, is, is fact. The corn are playing tonight. OK. They are playing in the uh, FA Cup uh, this evening. Yeah. And uh, we wish them all the best. Um, it depends who they're playing, of course. I might be a big fan of the opposition. They're probably playing at Butchers. <laughs> they probably are. I'd like to think they're playing Dewhurst United. Okay. Meat versus meat So that's substitute. one wrong. Anyway, yeah. um, they can't bring on a substitute. They're not allowed to, of course. <laughs> oh, poor old Quorn. Um, Earl's Park. Earl's Park. Is that fact or fiction? Is that a real football team playing the FA Cup tonight or a made-up one? Earl's Park. It could be one of uh, Steve... Bruce's ones, but I'm saying that it's real. You're saying that's fact, yeah? Fact. It's fiction. It's the it's the team in Footballers' Wives. They were called Earls Park FC. <laughs> so I'm really. afraid I don't think they're going to be playing this evening. I'm out of Zoe Lucker there. I think, oh, what about that? <laughs> Good work. Okay, staying with Parks. What about Prince's Park? Prince's Park. Prince's Are they playing Park. in the FA Cup uh, extra prelim tonight? 
I'd say they are fact. You're saying that's fact. Yeah. Well, it's fiction because that was Hot Shot <laughs> Hamish's uh, side. Neil Prince's Park is going well, isn't it? <laughs> uh, what about AFC Wolfrunians? AFC <laughs> Wolfrunians. Are they playing in the FA Cup? Yes, I'm season? saying that's fact. You're saying yes, that is fact. Indeed, it is, Andy. They yeah, are. Good. good luck to them in the FA Cup. AFC Wolfrunians. Uh, the Wolfrunians, yeah. Is that like old Wolfrunians? I guess it could be, yeah. Mm. Um, Okay, what about Rothery? What about Rothwell Corinthians? Does Rothwell Corinthians sound like a team that's going to be playing the FA Cup? No, uh, I'd say they're evening? fictional. Yeah, it's been made up. Yeah, yeah, people at home want to have a go, Rothwell Corinthians? <laughs> well, no, they're a real team. They are <laughs> playing, fact, playing in the FA Cup uh, uh, this evening. So you've got four one, one down. You've got one out of four. Okay, what about this one? Uh, Denton Athletic. Uh, what about Denton Athletic? Are they are they playing in the FA Cup uh, this evening? Andy? They do sound fictional, Denton Athletic. Do you think they, they sound, sound like fictional? Alf Tupper used to play for them before okay. he was an athlete. So you're going to go fiction, are you? Yeah. Well, funny enough, you're right, because it was a team uh, involved in a t- an episode of A Touch of Frost. But there is... Uh, you probably upset Denton Town, because they are a real team. Ah. So there is a real Denton Town, but Andy, you spotted Denton Athletic was made up. 4-2. Um, Cadbury Heath. Now, is Cadbury Heath uh, a real football team playing the FA Cup tonight? Yeah, they're probably in the Bourneville area, aren't they? That sort of well, they could be. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm going... Yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying yes. Yes, you're saying yes, they are. Good luck to them tonight as well. Yeah. Cadbury Heath, well done. So you're clawing uh, three. You've got Yeah, you're, you're doing better. What about uh, Hamworth United? Hamworth United, Andy. Han- no, I think Hanworth is the team. Oh, actually, I've, I've, got, I've got that wrong. It's Hamworthy United. Uh, Hamworthy United, Andy. I do apologise. Does that change your mind? Yeah, it does. I'd say fictional. Fictional? No, Hamworthy United are playing tonight. They're taking on Corn Town in the FA Cup. Not Corn Town, obviously. <laughs> the producer knew. He looks amazing. He knew, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Five three. Uh, Ashton Athletic. What about Ashton Athletic? They sound real. You think that's a real team? Yeah. So is that fact or fiction? Fact. They are, in fact, fact and fiction because they <laughs> appeared in Horrid Henry. Okay. But they are a real team. Oh, okay. So, so um, I think I'll give you a half. To be fair, you were right both ways. So it was indeed fact and fiction. So I'll give you that one. 5-4. So 5-4. If, if Can up. I tie it up with this last one? Let's hope so. Donningford. Donningford playing in the FA Cup uh, this evening. Nah, Donningford really do sound fictional. That's a, definitely a Steve Bruce. I'm sure they beat Fulton to win the title. I'm going... Fiction. Okay, it's so all on this, and you're claiming that Don, uh, Donningford is a made-up name that appeared in Steve Bruce's Murder Mystery. <laughs> well, that sort of idea. You're absolutely correct. Oh, they, I think they played Leddersford Town in <laughs> the they? book Striker <laughs> at one point. So well done. Five all, five all. You, you did quite well there. Congratulations. <laughs> so there we go. Do we are. need to explain what that is? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, it's a, a kid Dandy went to school with who had a very no, high voice. It wasn't, wasn't it? that. No, no. What it was was. Right. Um, yeah, well, I don't know how old he was, but we were watching this game and it was quite exciting. And I said to him, what's the score? And he went, uh, five all! <laughs> well, he had, clearly had a very high voice, <laughs> he didn't did, he? Yeah. yeah. He was at a difficult age. <laughs> Probably found 20 minutes later, he went, uh, five all. <laughs> Clang. Clang, there we go. Well, so good we quiz. Uh, we've got Don't Ask Me coming up. I think you may struggle a touch more with that. I don't know, I could be wrong. That might have sharpened you up. Now, maybe that's to do it. The way we'll do it in the future is I'll give you a pre-quiz and, by the t- and it just gets you going, gets the old yeah, cogs whirring. We'll idea. find out. We'll play, play you the winner of the Clips of the Month uh, as well. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Don't ask me.
Here we go, Andy. I've got five questions for you uh, based on last week's show. So it was quite hard to set the questions for some reason, so I've yes. got, I think you might be get five here. Well, it's a long time since last Friday. OK, Rick Broadbent joined us to talk about doping in which sport from London 2012? Weightlifting. Weightlifting. See, that's a good start, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, we spoke to the author Tim Rich, talked about his book about um, the life of Marcelo Bielsa. The quality of what? It's called the quality of. Think about Bielsa. Think about him as a character. The quality. What they say of about Bielsa. Quality of no, no. Oh, you, mm, you, Mar, Mar, Marcelo. The quality mm. of Marcelo. Like the quality of mercy. No, the quality of madness. Oh, that's right. why it's called that because he's El Loco, isn't mm, he? Yeah. Uh, Andy answered. <laughs> Andy answered. Yeah, how would I get that title of his book? That's impossible to remember. That not, not really. Of course it is. Impossible. Impossible. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we spoke to Andy Answer last week. He was telling us about a football team uh, that uh, he manages. Can you remember what they were called? <laughs> was that impossible to get? Sen. FC? Uh, it's uh, SE Dons. Oh, SE Dons. Yeah. That's not bad, though. Quite That's possible. close. Um, which former Villa player phoned in angry that Jack Grealish at that stage had not got in the England squad on Tuesday when it was announced during the show? Gabby Agbon Lahore. That's right. And uh, finally, Lloyd Griffith. I'm glad I was able to say it. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> remember it. Lloyd Griffith joined us, um, and uh, we were talking about uh, our um, assistant producer who looks a lot like him. Can you remember what uh, his full name is? Our yes, assistant. I can. Yes, Ollie Clink. Ollie Clink. So it was just TV because... formats for. So it wasn't just the completely impossible question you didn't get right. It was it was SE Dons as well. So let's have the clip of uh, the month. Let's have the winner for you. And thanks for everybody who voted. It was Tony Cascarino and his great recovery with racing expert Nicola McGeady. You know I love a next manager market, but yeah, unfortunately <laughs> we didn't get the chance to speculate. You oh, love well. sucking, uh, sacking people, didn't you? <laughs> Great recovery, Cass. Fifty-four. Fletch liked it. Fifty-four percent. So we'll catch up with you tomorrow. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We will return tomorrow from uh, one with uh, some clips of the midweek, amongst other things. So thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Here the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.